0: Come on, come on! never gave up on me. No, you never gave up on me. You were my testimony. Oh, you never gave up on me.
1: Lord, you never gave up on me. Come on, everybody, sing it with me. Let's go. It's Christmas. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for being here with me today on this beautiful uh, Friday, 23rd of December. We are coming up upon Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Again, I don't know who calls Christmas the most important time of the year or who calls Easter the most important time of the year. But I will tell you the most important time of our lifetimes is when Jesus was resurrected. Not to say that the birth isn't uh, needed to have a resurrection, but looking at the cornerstone of Christianity, the cornerstone of Christianity, ladies and gentlemen, is the resurrection, but the birth. The birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ coming into this world literally at the darkest time when we needed something the most. That is what we celebrate in just two days. Now you're going to have the people out there, well, you don't know when Christmas was. Christmas wasn't the 25th. Christmas wasn't the 23rd. Christmas wasn't the, no. Who knows? What we do know is when we celebrate it. Well, Christmas is a pagan holiday. What are we celebrating? What are we celebrating when we celebrate Christmas? We are celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jeremy, you said start singing with you, and your dog started barking. That is awesome. That is awesome. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, good morning. How are you? I hope you're well. It is Friday. It is LFA TV's last day until Tuesday of next week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, fighting shingles. Ooh, not good. Not good. I've, uh, I know what that's like. Negative seven here in southern Indiana. Wow. Wow. Stay warm, guys. I'll tell you what. Your donations yesterday helped my wife be able to go write a check uh, for our help uh, to her cousins to be able to get their new uh, boiler. And uh, with, some, with some other help that they got, uh, they're actually getting the boiler scheduled to be put in, I believe, today. So how incredibly quick and amazing even to get somebody out there to do it. Folks, I hope you got your Rise Up coffee. It's going to be one heck of a show. It's just me and Sean Ferris today. Me here at 9, loud majority at 10, and then me again at 11. And that does it. That's donezo for Live from America TV until next Tuesday. So let's have a great show. Let's go to the Lord in prayer right now. And please, 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 please take the link of the show and email it and text message it to everybody in your phone. Doesn't matter if they're a Christian. Doesn't matter if they're a conservative. Doesn't matter. This is the gospel. It is Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. Let's do it. Please remove your hats. Lord and Heavenly Father, what a wonderful, wonderful blessing it is to be alive today. And Thanksgiving is the best way for us to accept our blessings from you, Lord, is by doing it through Thanksgiving. And we, uh, Lord, we know that every, every single time we pray, you hear our prayers because you've promised us that you hear our prayers. You've promised us that you answer our prayers and you've promised to protect us, Lord. Lord, in, uh, in our promise back, we promise to follow the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We promise to be the best people that we can possibly be in your name. Lord, we promise to be good ambassadors of the gospel, good ambassadors of the word of Christ, strong, wisdom, uh, heavenly, having heavenly wisdom in how we talk to people about the gospel, Lord. And we will not compromise the gospel, we will not add, take away from the gospel, and we will rely on only the Holy Spirit to guide us through as we have conversations with unbelievers, not other men, not other women, the Holy Spirit, because we do this to please you, Lord, not to please society. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas, Barb Naylor. God bless you. We love you. You know what? I don't even need these anymore. I don't need those anymore, so God bless each and every one of you. Thank you for being here. We've got about 528 people watching this morning. I've got a heck of a show lined up for you. The title of today's show is the same thing that I titled this morning's verse of the day, which is, Do Not Let the Gospel Be Compromised at All Costs. You know, you hear about spies being compromised. You hear about military uh, operations or psyops that might be compromised. You hear about, um, you know, policy and procedure that might be compromised or a person or corrupt person behind the policy or the procedure, lobbyists being compromised. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there is no worse thing than compromised gospel. There is nothing more bad, nothing worse that you can do than to get out there and spread something that's not true for, for, The desire of either pleasing yourself and make yourself proud that you were able to do it or by pleasing others around you so that you can show them that you know the word of God. That's nothing better than what the Pharisees did and they were wrong. The minute you try to please or the minute you try to show off or the minute you try to do it for an agenda or your own personal desires, spreading the gospel, you have compromised the gospel. You might be right in what you're saying, but if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, you have compromised the gospel. Because even if you may be 100% correct in exactly what you're saying out of the Bible, if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, then the unbeliever or the person that you're having that conversation with is going to hear you speaking in tongues. They're going to hear you speaking in a language that they do not recognize or that is not familiar with them. And everything that you're hoping that you get across will fall on deaf ears if you're doing it for the wrong reason. That is what today's show is going to be about. I hope you guys are with me. I hope that you are understanding what I'm saying and open, have your ears and your hearts open enough, uh, at least enough to take in... What God wants me to tell you today, and then you can apply it however you feel is best in your life. I would like to first and foremost thank Isabella Moody last night for being able to fill in for me. As you all know, I was not here for LFA last night live from America. Two reasons. Really? My wife continuing to try to run herself ragged by running all the kids to their games and all the things that they do, their extracurricular stuff that they do, their plays, this, that, and the other, while being sick, while trying to take care of Lily sick, while trying to take care of another one of our kids sick, is really weighing on her and she couldn't do it. She said, is there any way, I hate to ask, especially after a day where everybody donated in my family, but is there any way that you could possibly take the night off and and, and help? And the great thing about it was, ladies and gentlemen, is now that we have LFA TV, We have other hosts that can fill in for us so that you still get an opinion or you still get the news of the day. And I thought, what better way, since Isabella's going to be starting a show here in January, to throw her to the wolves Pardon the pun, but put her right in the the, the busiest show of the uh, of the network and uh, with the majority of the audience and just let her find out her let her find out about herself. You know what I mean? And she not only graciously accepted, but knew it was a great opportunity for her. She did it on short notice. She didn't have everything set up, but she did it. Anyway, and I got to surprise my son the very first time I got to go to a basketball game of his. I've not been able to go to a basketball game of his for his first year playing basketball because it always falls in between three to five or up to six o'clock. And I'm doing the show and I can't really ever leave work. So I got to surprise my son. I walked into the gymnasium last night, and he's over there, and he's talking with his friends. He didn't know I was going to be there, and he looked over, and he saw me, and he just went like this. this my son thinks he's cool, right? He does this. He sees me, and he goes, he, his eyes open up like that, and then he just goes like that. Like, oh yeah, you're here, no big deal. He turns, his, his cheeks got instantly red, his ears were as red as my shirt, and then he started, like, normally he's, because it's his first year in basketball, he's not very good. He's amazing at soccer. He wins championships every year, all right? But uh, because he's not very good at basketball yet, as far as a team play anyway, he, uh, he doesn't really know, he kind of looks awkward out there a little bit, but last night he was 100%... You know what I mean? Zero to 60, running as fast as he could. It was truly incredible. It was a great thing uh, that I was able to uh, experience. So I want to thank Isabella and all of your guys' patience for that and accepting of her. And then I got to go home and take care of Lily and Sabrina and everybody else. So just to let you guys know, uh, sometimes that might happen now, especially now that we have other hosts that can help. I know that makes some people mad. What I I will, before we get to the... before we get to uh, the actual show today, I will say I was very disappointed in a lot of the LFA family last night because I went and I, and I read some of the comments uh, that people were making about Isabella last night. And they were very, very, very rude. They were so rude. And, I, and some of the people I know very well now, they've been here for this long in the LFA family. And I thought to myself, why would, I, did somebody hack their account? I thought, there's no way that, so-and-so could say this about somebody. People were being very rude. That I did not like. Matter of fact, not only did I not like that, it hurt my heart. I thought to myself, that's not the LFA family that I know. This girl's show is going to suck. I won't watch this show. Well, back to Bannon's war room. I guess they're not going to get no news here tonight. I will just tell you this. I don't care if you are an elder of mine or not. If you are one of those people that said that, number one, you should apologize to her. And you should be ashamed of yourself and you should ask God for forgiveness. And I'm not saying, ladies and gentlemen, that I haven't said things that I should not have said all the way up until, I don't know, probably this morning. But I always feel ashamed of myself for doing so. And I always ask for forgiveness. Some people are just so rude and I don't understand it. I'm not getting what I expected, so I'm going to act like a five-year-old. Really? And just to let you know, it's not just some of you that I'm saying that about. I had to get my mother on the phone, a 62-year-old mother, all right? And I had to scold her for some things that she said to my sister, okay? It doesn't matter if you're older or if you're younger. If you've got heavenly wisdom and you see somebody doing something wrong, you should step in and say something. So I would like very much, if you guys could, um, the next time something something like that happens and you see somebody doing it, don't be mean to them. Just say you probably shouldn't be saying that. You should probably be opening your arms because if you can't even open your arms to a future LFA family member, then you darn sure cannot open your arms to a lost soul in the comment thread who's looking for somebody to help save them. So I just wanted to say that before we moved on. And I pray... And I pray that those who did, who were involved, make the right move and make it right. Okay? Everybody is just, we're, we're so used to having what we want, when we want. And really what that leads to is selfishness. Thank you, Victoria. Thank you. I'd like to go to the rumble chat right now because a lot of people are ta- saying the same thing that I said, that, I, that I'm saying right now. So if we could, let's go to this rumble chat real quick. Um... I don't have it pulled up here yet. There it is right there. Let's pull this up. See what people are saying. Victoria, you all know me. I definitely stepped up and said something. They act like five-year-old people. They're so rude. Wow, who said that? Well, I'm not going to say who said it. If you don't like something, change the channel. Why rude comment? Take the time you need, brother. Thank you so much. People need to be understanding when stuff goes different way than what you want. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, That makes me sad. It made me sad, too, when I saw this stuff. I hope she is okay this morning. Well, I'll tell you this. She messaged me after, and she was very unsure of herself. She said, I really hope I did well. It didn't seem like some of the people in the comment were happy with me. I hope I did your show well. So I was very, very, I said, you did absolutely great. You did absolutely amazing and you have nothing to be sorry for. Thank you very much for allowing me to have that time with my family that I needed. And thank you for stepping up when you didn't have to. I could have easily, folks, I could have easily have said, I'm not doing the show tonight. You know what I mean? I could have easily said, hey, I'm not doing the show tonight, guys. I'll be back tomorrow. But I thought, what a great opportunity for everybody to become familiar with Isabella because she's going to have a show here. Now, her show's not going to be just like mine. Her show's not going to be anything like mine. That's the great thing about LFATV. We are the island of misfit toys, and we're coming together under the grace of God. Everybody here believes in God. We all just got to get better at, you know, helping people out. That's all I'm saying. Shelly Rose, today is my birthday. I thought your b- birthday was yesterday, Shelly. I thought I sang uh, happy birthday. Oh, today is m- my babies. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> She has to grow. Give her time. We'll need, we'll need her to try. Exactly. That, she was very nervous, by the way, folks. I asked her on short notice. I asked her with just like, like an hour and a half before the show. And she said, yeah, I can do it. Let me rush home. She rushed, she rushed home and she did it. And do you know how hard it is to do this, by the way? You know how hard it is to do this? You can't. Nobody can just sit down and do this. It is very difficult. And then to have thousands of people uh, there as well, that's even harder. And then to have somebody tell her, I'm not going to watch this show. This show sounds terrible to me. I won't watch it even when she comes on. That's ridiculous. And you should be ashamed of yourself, okay? All right. Let's go to the... Uh, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. If this is your first time joining Rise Up, by the way, thank you very much. I hope you have your Rise Up coffee. I've got coffee. You've got coffee. Let's have our first slurp. Mm-mm-mm. And uh, remember, today's show is going to be, do not let the gospel be compromised, all right? Obedience. And by the way, if you want to reach out to Isabella, you can reach out to her by Instagram. You can DM her on Instagram. Uh, I don't know. I think she has Twitter as well. And you can also, if you want to say anything to her, just send it. uh, Go post it at the bottom of her video from yesterday. And I will tell her to go and look at those. That's probably the best way to do it. Go to her video yesterday here. And then you can, because you can comment on the video on the bottom of it. Go comment and let her know how great of a job she did. Okay. Uh, Jay Mahoney says, I sent her words of encouragement, trying to let her know she did a great job. And by the way, folks, she's young. She's young. She's very young. And, you, and, and it's very difficult, especially when you're jumping into a family that's also tight. You know what I mean? So anyway, let's move on. Obedience. John 14:31. Again, this is really a book for dads, but it's also a great book for any parent, mom, uh, grandma, grandpa because the 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 advice and the and the and the follow-up prayer that it gives always always helps me bring me back to focus, you know, for the way I'm supposed to raise my kids, okay? John 14:31 says, I do as the father has commanded me so that the world may know that I love the father. So the best have you guys ever heard the um have you guys heard the um the phrase or the saying uh I can show you a lot better than I can tell you. Right? If or or this person talks to talk but can they walk to the walk? Nobody cares about what you say. Nobody cares about how you Uh, how you say it or what comes out of your mouth. What people really care about is will you practice what you preach? So a lot of people will tell me he's only doing this for likes and views. He's only doing this for donations. Uh, I took a massive pay cut to do this job. So that kills that argument right there. And everybody knows that everything that I ask you to do, uh, whether it be to do something politically, or if I ask you to do something socially or culturally, or if I ask you to call somebody and and let them have a piece of your mind, do you think that I would ask you to do that if I wasn't willing to do that? Or better yet, let me ask you a better, a different way. Do you think that I would ask you to do that if I had not already done it? I would never do that. Same thing with the sponsors. Do you think that I'm going to bring in a sponsor? For LFA TV, because we're low on donorship right now, do you think that I would uh, um, bring those sponsors in if I didn't use those sponsors as myself? I definitely wouldn't. I just want to read something. Jan said, read the FOG level. It isn't your daily allowance of fruits and vegetables. It's only one serving. That's actually not true. It's all your daily fruits and vegetables that you need in one serving. That's what it is. It's all of your daily fruits and vegetables that you should consume as a human being in one serving. That's what it is. So I just want to kind of correct you on that one. All right? All right, let's move on. So we're talking about walking the walk, talking the talk, and showing people rather better than you can tell people. Okay? John fourteen thirty one. So if we are to see obedient children in our households, well, ladies and gentlemen, then we men must learn to be obedient to God. They're going to soak in everything, folks. They're going to soak in literally everything that they see you do. If they see you act a certain way on the phone to a uh, to a utility company, guess what? They're going to act that way on the phone to a utility company. Jan, yes, I'm absolutely sure, 100%. spoke with their doctors and everything, 100%. So if they see you act that way, they're going to act that way. If they see you be short-tempered with your wife, then they're going to be short-tempered with their wife or their husband when they get older. If they see you rush to judgment, they're going to rush to judgment. However, if they see you literally practicing patience, if they see you practicing um, holding your tongue and not saying swear words, then they're going to do it as well. I'm not going to say that they're going to be perfect, but they're going to say, okay, dad or mom tried their best not to swear. Dad or mom tried their best to be patient with the utility company or the mailman or the garbage guy or whatever. Calia says, LFA has always been about the members, not the individuals. What a great point. What a great point. Uh, Jan Jan, no problem. I'm, I'm I, It's Okay. It's okay. Don't apologize. You're, you're literally trying to bring uh, information to to me or the people that you saw. That's great. That's what we love about Live from America, okay? So here's a, here's, a, uh, here's a great prayer for that. God, now that I am a dad, I understand more about obedience than I did when I was a son. Well, let's pray that that's the case, right? I remember how hard it was to obey when I wanted my own way in a matter. Now I see my own kids struggling to obey at times. And, I, and yet Jesus obeyed so the world would know he loved the father. That's what obedience to a parent is. Showing your love through doing the very things that a loving father has commanded. Lord, it is not too late for me to show my love by being obedient. Help me impress my children. Why obedience is so important, even when it goes against our own desires. Okay? Um, let me see here real quick. It's, so it's Josie's birthday. She's 18, folks. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Josie. Happy birthday to you. 18 years old, very, very important age. Now you can literally make your own choices to what's right and wrong. Make sure you make your parents and your God proud because it's very, very, very easy. Very easy. For an 18-year-old to dig a hole in 10 minutes that it takes 10 years to get out of, and you don't want to be in that situation. Same situation I find myself found myself in at that age, right? All right, we're gonna move to the next book. Jeremy, please pray for my son Brandon going to surgery in a couple hours. Lord and heavenly Father, Lord and heavenly Father, we pray uh, over Brandon as he goes in for surgery. In a couple hours, Lord, we, we humble ourselves in front of you, knowing that you are the creator of the universe. And Philippians 4.13 tells us, through Christ, all things are possible. We're praying that he goes through surgery with success and comes out the other side happier and more energetic than ever before. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, moving on. Heaven, 90 devotions from our daily bread. Now, yesterday we read from We Are Safe. Today we're going to read from heavenly perspective to 2 Corinthians 4.18. eighteen. Second Corinthians 4.18, heavenly perspective says, What is seen is temporary. Not what you see today is temporary. Not what you saw yesterday is temporary. Not what you will see. What is seen? That means whatever you see. Anywhere you look. Any day of the week. Any hour of the day. Any minute of the hour. Any second of the minute. Everywhere you look always. What is seen is temporary. But what is unseen is eternal. 2 Corinthians 4.18. Fanny Crosby lost her sight as an infant, yet she went on to become one of the most well-known lyricists of Christian hymns. During her long life, she wrote more than 9,000, ladies and gentlemen, 9,000 hymns. Among them are such enduring favorites as Blessed Assurance and To God Be the Glory. That's what Christianity is about. Obedience to the father. We have a relationship with not because our father forces or intimidates his children to abide by his laws and rules over fear. Exactly. I wish we could. And see, I I, I had to stop there because I saw this comment and I wanted to I wanted to kind of, you know, build on that. That goes exactly with what I'm saying is when you evangelize in a judgmental way, you are never going to get the people to understand the love of the father. Period. You're never going to get the people to understand that being a Christian doesn't mean uh, compromising who you were created to be. You're only compromising who your view of yourself is in this world. And your view is skewed because you are a sinful person, because you were born into sin, and you desire fleshly things. You cannot count on yourself. Period. Some people felt sorry for her. A well-intentioned preacher told her, quote, I think it is a great pity that the master did not give you sight when he showered you with so many other gifts. Now, it sounds hard to believe, but she replied like this, quote, Do you know that if at birth I had been able to make one petition, it would have been that I was born blind? Because when I get to heaven, the first face that I shall ever gladden my sight will be of my Savior. I want that to sink in. That almost just brought tears to my eyes. I want that to sink in. I will read it one more time. The pastor said to her, I think it's a great pity that the master, God, did not give you sight when he showered so many other gifts upon you. And she said, do you know that if, I, if at birth I had been able to make one petition, it would have been that I was born blind because when I get to heaven, the first face that I shall ever gladden my sight will be of my Savior? What? Faith. Love, compassion, relationship. None of this, none of what that lady said in her quote, none of it is possible without being in relationship with the Lord. And you cannot be in the relationship with the Lord if you compromise The Gospels or if somebody who has compromised the Gospels is evangelizing to you, you're not getting the truth. Crosby saw life with an eternal perspective. Our problems look different in the light of eternity. Quote, for our light. And momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. All our trials dim when we remember that one glorious day we will see Jesus. Can I ask you guys a question? And I want you to be honest with me. Kristen Donovan, say hello to the boys for me. Tell them I love them. I just saw your comment. I want you to be honest with me. How many people in this chat right now are hurting financially? Say me or say I am hurting in the comment section. And I'm asking you for a very specific reason. If you're not hurting, don't say anything. But if you're hurting financially, meaning that if you don't get paid next week, you could lose everything. That's kind of financial hurting. Raise your hand in the comment section. And then let me ask you this question next. If you were told that you had to go to a maximum security prison and lose all contact with the world for one year, but you would be kept safe, you would be kept safe. Hold on, let's bring up the chat. Me, 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 I am hurting. Me, 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 we are close. I am hurting. I am, me, 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 I am hurting. Me, me, me with exclamation points. Me, A, uh, A M, B, 32, I'm beyond hurting. Me, me, broke here, I'm hurting. I'm hurting. We are, we are. And do you wanna know what's crazy about that, ladies and gentlemen? You see all these people that are saying that I'm hurting financially? Do you know that most of these people donate to the show? Do you know that? Do you want to know why? It's the same thing when you see these videos on the street of a rich person not helping somebody out, but a homeless person will break their bread in half for another homeless person. That is why people that are hurting donate to this page. But the reason I asked that, ladies and gentlemen, is to get to this. If you were told that you could go spend one year in a maximum security prison and you get no a contact with the outside world. You have no TV. You have nothing. But when you came out, and which you would, when you came out, that you would never, ever have to worry about anything financially ever again. Would you do it? I want you to honestly answer me that question. If you knew that you could go sacrifice one year in prison and you would come out of prison Because of that one year that you sacrificed. And you would be financially free for the rest of your life. And your children and your grandchildren would be financially free. Would you do that? And if you would, I want you to tell me that in the comment thread. Let's put that up in there. I'm going to take a sip of my coffee. Here we go. It's going to start coming in now. You guys are about 20 to 30 seconds behind me. Somebody said, no, 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 I wouldn't. There's too much to lose. No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. Cindy says, yes, I would. InfoWar Storm says, yes. Remember, folks, your children and your grandchildren would never have to worry financially if you just gave that one sacrifice for that one year. Think about that. Answer honestly. Now, we see about a 50-50. 50 50 no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes. Let me ask you this question. If you, wouldn't find, if you wouldn't sacrifice one year of your life to come out and make sure that your children and your grandchildren never had to worry about nothing ever again financially, then how would you sacrifice anything here on earth to know that you have eternal glory and riches in heaven 30 years from now, 40 years from now, 50 years from now? Think about that. Now, some people are going to say, wait a minute, those aren't the same thing. I beg to differ. What I'm asking you that for is to say this. Yes, you would lose a year with your family. But you should be willing to give up all the things that are great in order to make sure that you alleviate financial troubles for your children for the rest of their lives now some people would say money doesn't make you rich i get that what i'm talking about here is merely financial i'm not talking about what money means i'm talking about merely finances because what's waiting for you in heaven if you sacrifice your desires here on earth today are riches that you could that you will never run out of And if you wouldn't be willing to sacrifice one year in a maximum security prison in solitary confinement to make sure that your children and your children's children never had to worry about being broke and all of the problems that that brings, think about yourself, folks. Think about that for a minute. Now, I know that there's a lot more like you can't get back lost time. I get that. I'm not talking about that here or there. Everybody wants to break this off and make it something bigger than it is. My point for making that comparison was merely this. What is waiting for you if you give up something now is far better for you and your family in the long run. Now, a lot of people say that's not a, you can't compare things like that. I beg to differ because I would say that you are oversimplifying something when I am just merely comparing one simple thing when it comes to riches because this said, your riches in heaven await you. So if we're talking about riches here, Then let's compare riches. Your riches in heaven can't be money. It can be salvation. Your riches here can also be salvation. But I'm talking about, can you think about all the hardships that you went through because you don't have money? God gave people, blessed people with money like crazy on earth because they did the right things with it. Now, imagine if you got out of uh, prison and you were rich beyond your wildest dreams. You know what it's like to be poor. Imagine the people you would be able to help. Imagine the people that you'd be able to bring out of poverty. I'm just saying. Small sacrifices for eternal riches. We must be willing to make small sacrifices for eternal riches. Riches. Now, if you want to break that down deeper and you want to really, really, so see money is the root of all evil. That's wrong. Money is not the root of all evil. Jacobs, you're wrong in saying that money's not the root of all evil at all. Not at all. The love for money is the root of all evil. The love of money is the root of all evil, not money itself. And if you were able to get so much money that you would never have to worry about money again, how many people could you bring out of poverty? See, you sacrificed something that was important to you, a year raising your kids, a year without your families. What if? What if this happens? What if somebody dies while I'm in there? But look at what you could do when you got out. Bad Moon says money solves nothing. In some cases, it makes your life worse. You are right in saying in some cases it makes your life worse, but you're wrong in saying money solves nothing. Money solves a lot of things. Tell that to the people who got money from the LFA family. Money doesn't solve anything. Money solves a lot of things. See what I'm saying? Do you see how you guys are, over, over, you guys are, you guys are adding what-ifs to a scenario that you don't have to add them to? You want to know why you're doing that? You're doing that because that is your earthly way of thinking of things. Time is, more, time is worth more than money, says Victoria. You're right. You're right. What about all that time that Paul spent in prison? What about all that time that uh, Jesus spent in the wilderness? Don't you think he could have been, I don't know, saving people during that 40 40 days he was out in the wilderness? Don't you think he could have been healing people? If you look at it from that perspective, you can always find an argument. You've got to simplify the comparison. My comparison is here. Your small sacrifices here on earth can bring mountains of eternal riches. Money can solve a lot of things. It can also complicate a lot of things. But you cannot tell me that money doesn't solve problems. All you have to do is ask people here in this chat if they were a recipient of the slurp fund if money solved something. Because it does. More poor people are guilty of loving money than rich, says Tim. Possibly possibly. I do love the, don't you guys love the fact that we can sit here and have these conversations because it lets us start thinking. I seen somebody say, Oh wait, I'm going to change my answer. I would change my answer too. If I said that I wouldn't do that, here's what I believe. And I'm not saying I'm right or wrong here, but this is what I believe if I could sacrifice even spending a year with my family to make sure that they never, ever, ever had to worry about financial troubles ever again, and then they'd be able to take that finances that they had and they'd be able to pull people out of um, poverty or they would be able to lift up a church that doesn't have any kind of uh, resources whatsoever to be able to go out there and do mission work and evangelize. See, it's all about perspective, And I would give a year up of my life for anything. And I'd give a year of anything up to make sure that my family never had that worry ever again. Some people wouldn't. Some people would. But if you're not willing to give up one year of things that you love and things that you want to be a part of to make sure that generations wouldn't have to suffer even one bit of their life, that's what we're talking about here. We're not talking about the love of money. We're not talking about m- what money can and can't do. We're talking about sacrificing for the good of others. I would do it in a heartbeat. Maybe it's because I've been there before. Maybe that's why I would do it in a heartbeat. And, and you got people like Salty Debbie that says, I see both sides. I do too. Some people will say, it's not, I, losing a year with your children is not worth making sure they never suffer financially for the rest of their lives. Some people would say that's not worth it. Some people would say that time is not worth their non-suffering. I say it is worth it. So, again, what we have to, the, the, the whole idea, we're not actually going to prison to make sure that we're financially set. But we do need, what we do need to take away from this is, would you be willing to give up something here to make sure eternally that there were riches? I love seeing the comments. Let's pull the comments back up here. So you got to, there's, there's some good advice right there. Teach a man to fish, meaning don't give them money. Amen. That's good advice. Jeremy would be a general in a population or solid. Jeremy, would it be in, ge- it'd be in solitary confinement? I said solitary confinement. No, no communication with the outside world. But suffering can also grow appreciation. Yes, it can. Yes, it can. It can build character. It sure can. It sure can. But you want to know something? Jesus wished that nobody was ever in poverty. Jesus did wish that in the Bible. Jesus, want, Jesus hated seeing people in poverty. I don't know. It's a very, very good topic, isn't it? Isn't it? Lord Fishy says my kids wouldn't allow it. Vicky. You would create a disaster. Socialism, communism. I don't know what that's referring to. So Amanda says, I would take my Bible to prison and spend every day with God. See, silver linings, silver linings. I do love having these conversations, though, because what it shows is we all have a different perspective. And I do like that. And I do like what people are adding in. But again, my mere point and pointing all that out is, would you sacrifice something here for something eternal? And if you wouldn't, I don't know. I guess it's a matter of uh, perception, isn't it? Perspective, I should say, not perception. No way, prison. Sounds like these politicians are trying to do America right now. We are slaves to men, says Sissy Harp. My son worked over a year to get high dream job, but every day I remind him to pray and thank God for letting it happen. Amen. Amen. Our trials on earth also greater and longing appreciation of eternity. Good, good, that's good. But again, I remind you, Jesus didn't want anybody in poverty. So even though poverty does build character, you can still build that same character being rich if you have the right people around you. Imagine this. Imagine getting all that money and showing generations how to actually use that money and spend it wisely to help other people. Jeremy, this is my comment. Do you know what you would create by handing people everything for nothing? Well, yeah, yeah, I do. But that you can say that same argument Then, how many Christmas gifts did you give your children every year? Did you give it to them for nothing? Or did they they earn those Christmas gifts? Were they good? You can't say that giving people something is going to, uh, giving somebody something for nothing is going to make them a bad person. It's not the case at all. It's not the case at all. How about give them that and teach them what to do with it so it's good and right. And so that somebody that's rich isn't getting collecting that money and, uh, and spending that money wrongly. See, everybody can have an argument for everything. I would sacrifice, but not for money or wealth, said Lord Fishy. Well, there you go. Okay, you're not sacrificing for money or wealth. You're sacrificing to make sure your children never, ever, ever have to know the, the, uh, the hardships of, of poverty. See, everybody can look at it a different way. I'm looking at it as I'm suffering so my children don't have to suffer this way. Some people are looking at it as I'm suffering so we can be rich and splurge in our money. It's not what I'm saying. I don't have children. Stop giving gifts a long time ago. But you did though, right, Vicky? You did give free gifts, didn't you? Did it, did it cause them to be bad when you gave them free things? John, 2025, ladies and gentlemen, supernatural faith. John 20, 25, the other disciples therefore said unto him, we have seen the Lord, but he said unto them, except I shall see in his hands, the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand into his side. I will not believe Thomas refused to believe that he couldn't see or feel. Our again we're going right back to the blind uh, lady that we t- that we just talked about writing all of the um writing all of the uh, the the hymns okay she couldn't see but she believed Thomas didn't believe Thomas didn't believe our five senses were given to us by God and are necessary to help us function in this life but if we do not renew our minds to acknowledge the limits of our five senses they will keep us from believing faith can perceive things that senses cannot There is a human faith and a supernatural, God kind of faith. Human faith is based on physical things that we can see, taste, hear, smell, or feel. God's kind of faith believes independently of physical circumstances. To receive God's gift of salvation, we have to use the supernatural, God kind of faith, which isn't limited by our five senses. This is because to be saved, we must believe for things that we can't see nor feel. We haven't seen God or the devil. We haven't seen heaven or hell, yet we have to believe that these things exist. Human faith can't believe what it can't see. Man is so destitute that he can't even believe the gospel of his own. To receive God's gift of salvation, we have to receive the supernatural God kind of faith first. Where does this faith come from? How do we get it? Well, Romans 10, 17 says, so... Then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. God's word contains his faith as we hear the word of God about salvation. We receive God's faith so that we can believe the good news of our salvation. We actually use God's faith to get saved. This God kind of faith uh, does not leave us after our born-again experience. God faith becomes a fruit of the Spirit which is in our hearts. We never lose the supernatural faith. We just have to renew our minds to God's faith, which is in us, and then learn how to use it. Do not compromise the Gospels by trying to please other people who say that you should be doing this or you should be doing that or you shouldn't be doing this or you shouldn't be doing that. Rely only on the faith of God and the Holy Spirit, and then you'll know that you're saying the right things. Now, I want to go back for a minute to this whole spending a year in prison for your children to be financially set and free thing, because it seems to have sparked massive conversation because everybody's looking at it from a different perspective. How many, let me ask you this question right now. How many people out there right now are struggling for money, but also have adult children who are so broken you can't help them? Let me ask you that question. Let me ask you that question. How many of you have adult children who have children who are struggling financially and you cannot help them in any way, shape, or form? And they're God believers. They're believing they believe in God. They're praying. Jeremy, you would give up a year, but would you give up two years? Or what about five years? Where's the cutoff? I'd give my life. I, I would t- I'd take a bullet in the head today to make sure that other people didn't suffer. Yes, I would do five years in prison. Like it was standing on my head, asleep, actually. Let me ask you, how many of you out there have adult children that are suffering financially and you cannot help them? Planted by Waters, me, Kalia, me, Tim, Me, Wayne, me, Lord Fishy, me. Now that I think about it, the first time I watched Rise Up, deplorable on Getter. How you doing, brother? I for sure. Us, me. Now, okay, all of you that have children that are adult that are suffering, right? And 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 their grandkids are suffering. Now ask yourself that question. Would you go to jail for a year to make sure that your children, your adult children who believed in God, who are Christian family, Would you give a year to make sure that your children were not suffering financially for their children, especially around times of Christmas? Any adult, any person who has a child and who's seeing them suffer in any way, if they could help them, would help them. You know that to be true. Bad moon, not in that situation. I do, and my sons work two jobs, and it's such a worker. I wish I could help. If you could help, would you? If you could help, would you? Not a single person in here is going to say no. What you're going to say, the people that said the other thing, said the opposite of what I said, they're going to say, Well, yes, I would, but I would not sacrifice my time with them in order to do it. Yes, you would. Of course, you would. If your child came to you and said, Mom, Dad, this is the only way. I'm suffering. I can't do it. Is there any way you could do it? Of course you would. Of course you would. Watchwoman said, No, I would plant a garden and feed them. See what I mean? Always looking for another answer. It's not about going to jail. It's not about sacrificing time. It's literally about giving up something. To make sure that somebody else doesn't suffer. And if you can't acknowledge that and you want to keep arguing that fact. See what I'm saying? I'm cutting down to what I was really trying to get over. And everybody was looking at the, the the balloons and everybody was focusing on other things. I wouldn't do that. I would do this. I wouldn't do that. I would do this. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do this. Didn't ask you that. I asked you two simple questions. Would you sacrifice your time to make sure they were financially set or not? And everybody said, had to build onto that. Nobody could say they would or not. They just said, I wouldn't because, or I would because. You just wouldn't say I would or I wouldn't. And the only reason that I'm doing this and having this argument or debate back and forth is to get you to think. If it was your only choice, would you? And I know every single one of you would, regardless of what you say in the chat. I know you would, because not a single person would be able to say no to their children if there was only one thing they could do for their child, period. And you all know that to be true. And the reason why I'm doing this today is because of what I experienced yesterday. I'm trying to break this family down to the bare minimum of what you would or wouldn't sacrifice so other people wouldn't have to suffer. And if you wouldn't do it, then it lets you know what kind of a person you are and what you need to change. And if you don't think that you do need to change after you said you would not sacrifice to make sure somebody else didn't suffer, then that doesn't make me right or wrong. It says that you need to spend more time with God. It's that simple. I want to go to the chat here. I know that, I know that people are getting mad right now, and I'm not trying to make people mad. I'm trying to have a conversation without the fluff Without the fluff. See what K-Mac said? I would literally do anything for my kids. Take a bullet if I had to. That's the answer. That is the answer. God gave his only son. His only heir. His one true son. Son. So all of you could have everything that you needed to have here on earth and in heaven. And I asked a very simple question in the beginning of this show. And we're still talking about it now because everybody had to add so much stuff, fluff, stuff that had nothing to do with it. My mom's that way. I had a, I had a, uh, I had a, uh, interesting conversation with my mom this morning and my mom wouldn't take any advice even though she knew she was wrong and she said to me I'm a 62 year old woman I don't need my 43 year old son telling me what I did or what I didn't or what I did or didn't do was wrong or right I said do you know it's wrong maybe but I don't need you to sit here and tell me that really so you know it's wrong and you know what I'm telling you is right but you're still going to argue with me why is that why is that Because I don't need you to sit here and tell me this. Why? I don't care how old you are. If you know you're wrong, you don't have to admit to somebody else you're wrong. Admit it to yourself. Here's another thing. Not only would I take a bullet for all of my kids, I'd take a bullet for all of you. Shelly Rose. Somebody came in here right now. I know it's a stupid hypothetical. I get it. But I just want to show you. Somebody came in here right now and said, I know you have five kids. I know you have a wife that's waiting for you at home. But Shelly Rose is going to die today unless you do. Guess what? We don't have a lot of time left. So I want to get to every day with Jesus. And then I want to read. You know what? Actually, we only have two minutes left for a loud majority. So I'm going to go. Right to reading this, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to go right to reading the verse of the day. What a I think today might have been the toughest day we've had. I think today might have been the toughest debate that we've ever had. Because, again, I'm not right. You're not right. I'm not wrong. You're not wrong. All we did is open up people's minds and ears. It was a great topic for discussion. I love each and every one of you. But you see, I asked two very simple questions. Would you do this or would you or would you not do it? Some people would said, no, I wouldn't. And they left it at that. But most of everybody built onto it. We don't have to do that. We don't have to do that. We can see the forest for the trees. Pretty simple. Okay, here we go. Do not let the gospel be compromised. Verses of the day. Galatians 1, 9 through 13 says this. As we have said before. So now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary than the one you received, let him be accursed. For would I have you know, for for I would have you know, brothers, that the gospel that was preached by me is not man's gospel, for I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it from any man, but I received it through the revelation of Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my former life in, Jude- in Judaism How I persecuted the church of God violently and tried to destroy it. And we'll touch more on that at 11 o'clock. I just want to read a little bit here. Jeremy, you're a good man of God. Love you for it. Thank you. I'm glad for you to change my perspective. And I'm not trying to change perspective. I'm trying to get you to see who you are, who we are as people. I see who I am. I grow during these shows. When I'm wrong, I admit it. I have to admit to my son a few times, your mama was, uh, I didn't see the rest of that. I didn't see the rest of that. Thank you for being brave enough to speak with us. Hey, you know what? I know that I'm going to tick some people off. I know that. I know it before I even start something. I don't do it for that reason. I do it to talk, because you know what, so, you know what? I remember one time on the show, I said, people who commit suicide don't go to heaven. Do you realize how wrong I was when I said that on air to you? I'm not saying I couldn't be wrong now. What I'm doing is having conversation because I like to see what you guys say to me because maybe it'll trigger something in me. That's how God works. He works through all of us talking with each other. This is church. This is what church should be. It shouldn't just be a pastor up there saying some things, everybody saying, okay, and walking away. We should talk about this stuff because only through conversation and debate are we going to get to the gospel. See what I'm saying? Anyway, ladies and gentlemen. There are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Loud Majority is coming up next, followed by, again, live from America, ladies and gentlemen, which will be the last show of the week heading into Christmas. I love you. I'm going to take you guys out the same way I brought you in with a little bit of rescue story. Here you go. I'll see you at 11. God bless you guys.
0: There you were In the shadows Holding out your hand You made me there And now where would I be without you? Where would I be, Jesus? You were the voice in the dead